Welcome to Sculpted Kingdom, the talk, where we talk about the word, the way, and the image of the kingdom. Tune in for our latest discussion, of course, the medicine of laughter, <laughs> and walk with us as we go through that door. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about the kingdom. To God be the glory. Let's get it. Let's get it. Welcome to Sculpted Kingdom, the talk. I am your host, Minister Aubrey. OCO to all my native brothers and sisters. We are back. America Kingdom people, much love. Thanks to all the people who continue to tune in. I appreciate your love and support for sure. This is part two of Breaking the rhythm. I'm really excited. I hope you guys tune in to uh, the first one. It's really, really awesome. Even more than that, I'm excited about our guest today. So today we have special guest, Dr. Mark Graham, who is senior pastor and founder of Overcoming Word Praise Center International and ambassador to Nigeria with Pentecostal Church of God. Father to many, man of God. Man, I'm so excited. Welcome, Pastor Mark. Hey, man. I'm glad to be here on this podcast today. Yes, it's going to be good. Awesome. Hello. America. <laughs> and also we have Pastor Jonathan Ochoa, who is the Director of Spiritual Care for North Texas State Hospital. Man of God. Good How's it going, Aubrey? Good to be here, man. Thank awesome. awesome. Praise God. Man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Listen, I'm excited because two reasons. Awesome, awesome. We're talking about the kingdom of God. We're talking about very important topics going on today. Uh, and And not only that, but you two are my first guest, my uh, first official guest. First. Yes, dun, sir. Dun, dun. <laughs> I say I'd, I'd, uh, I say I, I chose well. I chose well. <laughs> I chose well. Who better to choose to be on the show first than my own pastor, man? So I know you guys tuned into the first show, right? Um, breaking the rhythm, but before I get in, before I get into it. I mean, you know, we'll stay on topic here, but uh, Pastor Mark, me and you went to the, um, went downtown to the protest, the peaceful protest and march or whatever they were having. I wasn't going to go. I said I wasn't going to go. And when Pastor Mark said he was going, I was like, well, you're not going by yourself. I don't care how big you are. You're just not going to do it. I'm not going to let you go by yourself. Not going to let my pastor be out there by himself because folks are crazy. They're crazy. People are, you know, I mean, the world is just kind of out there, man. So we got to, oh, we got to watch out for each other. Plus, I was really curious to see what was actually going on myself, just like you were, you know. So, right. uh, man, I don't know about you, but, you know, I just got to talk about it for a minute. It really coincides with you know, our topic and everything, being there and seeing, seeing the, the type of energy, the flow of things and people, the things that they were expressing, the messages that they had written and were carrying, it, it, it kind of breaks my heart, you know, and to see such a generation lost and, you know, people that have just feel like they're backed against the wall and don't know what to do. You know, on one hand, it, you know, it breaks my heart because, you know, seeing all these people just kind of lost and not really knowing what to do, you know, and, and just trying to do something to let them know, let the world know, yeah. let everybody know that they're hurting, you know, right. and that they're tired of it. I get it. I'm, I'm with everybody in that, you know, but on the other hand, it upsets me to no end that, that many people all over the world can come together and protest and a majority of them have honest, good intentions of just having a peaceful protest. And a lot of the riffraff, uh, uh, violent people mixed in there, you know, they unavoidable. And, you know, when you have that type of environment. But my problem is, is that you can come together to protest. But when we 
have events to mm-hmm. bring people together in prayer, to right. unite, to go to God, to the one source that can actually change the situation and not just put on a display of change and not effectively change, but to go to God and allow him to really step in and make a difference in our in our today, in our society, and the people of this world. I just, it just, uh, it just irks me to no end, you know? Yeah, it's uh, because there's something wrong with us when we want to meet to pray or meet to uh, share the gospel of Jesus. But, you know, every vulgar thing you could imagine was on a sign and people were holding it over their head. They were shouting it. They were cursing it. There were Wicca witches walking by us. That's what I thought when we said, what is that smell? We saw the girl walk by like she was burning yeah. something. Those were Wicca witches that were out there. There's, um, is making, that what that, that was? Making sure there was good juju so that there what? was peaceful protest. So when all people come together in that sense, then that's okay. But if we want to come together for the cause of Christ then there's something wrong with us. Yeah. I mean, we we there's nothing wrong with standing up. Even the Constitution gives you a right to stand up exactly. for your voice to be heard. Um, Edwin Burke said that the only thing necessary for triumph, for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Most people actually quote General George Patton more than Edwin Burke because George Patton said, the only thing evil needs to prosper is for good men to do nothing. So when we don't do anything, that's that's when we see things begin to happen. But that is in every facet of our life. Yeah. And so as someone was talking to my son, Nathan, today about they had been arrested and they think they've been wrongfully arrested. Nathan said, then you need to call and talk to the police. You need to call and talk to the commander, talk to the police chief. And they say, well, I'm, I'm going to talk to so-and-so. Nathan said, so-and-so wasn't the one who was arrested. You said you were arrested. You need to call them. You need to talk to them. Don't let someone else wow. talk. You talk. Yeah. You stand up. And, uh, you know, like today, we were, like, looking around at these people saying, these people aren't even from here. Yeah. And they're, they, they're standing there with uh, hats pulled down over their heads, glass, sunglasses covering their eyes, and then bandanas from their noses all the way down so that literally they were inconspicuous who they were. They were like bandits. Like, who are you? I walked up to one guy who was holding a sign right in front of my face. I walked up to him. One side side of the sign said, uh, F the police. He flipped it over. The other side said, Black Lives Matter. He's a white guy, paler than I. He he was so white, he was fluorescent. That's how white he was. And I walked up to him looked him up and down, and I finally said, what part of town do you live on? Where where do you live here in town? And the dude would not even talk to me. Well, he's not from Wichita Falls, because in Wichita Falls, we all talk to each other. Yeah, doesn't matter if you're from East Side, North Side, Dog Patch. doesn't matter if you're from East Limwood, West Limwood, Country Club. It doesn't matter. We all talk to each other, exactly. Lakeside City. But yet this, this guy clearly would come in here, with, with a different agenda than what actually they were wanting to do. Wow. We have to take stands in our own life. We have to stand up for what we believe is right. We have to That's stand right. up for what we, we believe that is good, whether it is about God, whether it's about publicly, about what things that happen in our community. Yeah. There's Politics. O- yeah, it's, exactly. It's okay to make a stand. Evil prospers when good men do nothing. When the righteous rule, the people rejoice. That's exactly. what the Bible said. You can't rule without going through uh, votes and you can't rule without debates and you can't rule without having a difference of opinion than someone else. So all these things are justifiable for us to do. But it's that when we can, but when we do it under the guidelines of here's what God says, then they say there's something wrong with us. So, you know, I think breaking the rhythm is for us to say we've had, we've done things the world's way long enough break the rhythm. Jonathan and I are both musicians. We both uh, play instruments based on timing. Everything has to be in timing, especially Jonathan. He's a drummer. Everything has to be on timing. When I played in the studio, many times I laid piano tracks without drums just to a click track. It has to be perfect with the click track. You can't be off one decibel. It has to be on time, perfect time. If you break the rhythm, you destroy the whole song. You can cost thousands of dollars by breaking the rhythm. So that if we're going to break the rhythm, 
That means we have to be willing to go against the grain, to do something different. If we do the same things we've always done, we get the same things we've wow. always got. Exactly. So we have to break the rhythm. So, Pastor Jail, were you able to go downtown? Did you, you know, make it down there and see any of the stuff that was going on? Or well, actually, when I'm uh, at work, even if I'm teleworking, I can't leave home till after five. Oh, okay, okay. <clears throat> Man, you didn't, you didn't listen. I'm glad you didn't get to go because, you know. Having to process all that, you know, it was like, uh, there, I, I'm a natural like protector, you know, so it's like, I wanted to be like, don't do this because you can see it about to go wrong, you know, with people and everything. But, uh, hope and pray that it doesn't, you know, it, you know, usually this is not the normal start out of this, of this show, but, you know, I'm okay just diving right into this because here we are uh, recording this show. And right now, as we speak, there is protest going on, not just here in Wichita Falls, Texas, but all over the yeah, world. Not just protests, but riots. Here, and let's, let's look at this for a second. Here's something that, that they seem to be missing at every protest. And, and I've watched a few of them, you know, and kind of tuned in to some of the things that they're saying. And here's the thing, you know. Everybody's starting out in the tune of a peaceful protest. It's taking effect all over the world. Here is something that everybody is overlooking. Cops all across this country are starting to come together and say the same thing. People are speaking out. This is wrong. We won't stand for this. They're even talking about it in uh, the training classes of academies for police officers now. So, you know, there is more than just a glimmer of hope for change. It's it's a process that's actually taking effect. The mobilization of people protesting or, or speaking out about it is already changing how we interact with each other and how police interact with, with people, you know. Yeah. One of the things that when I look back and at this idea of breaking the rhythm is that we have to, as believers, not be afraid to to put the brake on and to stand up and allow our voices to be heard. I mean, we cannot be silent on current issues. Yeah, We cannot hide around and be like, hey, that's a touchy subject. I'm not going to touch that. You know, yeah. I was raised in a town where, where there were no black people, but the, the Mexican people that were in our town were were the people that the white people were racist against them. So they called them the same names toward Hispanics that people degrade black people with. Wow. Uh, so in a way, it was like a reversed role where now all of a sudden now we're still facing racism. Just the people that it's directed to is a different color than what the rest of the world is. Wow. And so, you know, when we break the when we break the rhythm of something, that means we're willing to speak up on things like murder and racism and division and injustice yes. and inequality and, and, and that we see as a mass proportion all over the United States of America. Yeah. And then we're willing to, to ask the hard questions. When is it going to stop? Right. When is it going to stop? When is good men going to do something right. that will cause this thing to stop? Yeah. And we have to pray and we have to take action. The thing is, you said it last week on Breaking the Rhythm, part one, that our action looks different than the world's action. Yes. So we don't take we don't pull people out of cars and beat them to, to death exactly. to take action. We we find that the strongest place we can stand is on our knees. Yes. That's how we take action. That's right. Pastor Jail, you were about to say something. Yeah, but it's okay. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a drummer, and we know the importance of timing. Um, we also know the importance of different pieces that go along with the timing. Um, but God gave me a different rhythm. Um, the human body cannot work without a rhythm, meaning the human body cannot work unless the heart has a type of beat. Um, why? Because human scientists tell us that that rhythm incurs the blood flow. Right. And when the rhythm stops, the blood flow stops, right? right? Yeah. And when the blood flow stops, the oxygen stops. Mm -hmm. And it's all entwined. Man. So that rhythm yeah. has to be a perfect beat. Exactly. And this is the amazing thing. When the rhythm increases, the blood flow increases because the valves that stem from the heart to the brain and then to the other parts of the body open up when the rhythm increases. Mm. When the rhythm decreases, the valves close. And actually, the blood thickens a little bit when the valves close, mm. all based off what? The rhythm. Yeah. It's important, all yeah. based off the rhythm. And it's amazing that when a heart is beating off its rhythm, 
that pump is what's actually pushing the blood, right. which is very powerful. So when I was thinking about this, it's pretty awesome because now we, we segue it with uh, the topic that you brought to the table. And this this is not occurring just in the 1950s or in the early 1800s. This was occurring even back in Moses' time, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Moses saw where an Egyptian was beating up a Hebrew, yeah. right? Yes. And the Bible said he became angry because of that. Uh, he didn't put up a sign and said Hebrew lives matter, right? Right. Or... Uh, begin a protest that, you know, Hebrew lives matter. What he did is he took matters into his own hand. Mm -hmm. And what did he do? The Bible said that he killed the Egyptian, buried mm. him in the sand. Yeah. Mm. And it's a perfect image of people want to take matters into their own hand. And exactly. God is telling us to always be quick to listen, slow to speak, speak, and yes. slow to anger, yes. right? And this is what's amazing to me. Do you know when a person gets angry, the rhythm of their heart increases? Right. Yes. They don't have to be running, right? Mm -hmm. They don't have to be on right. a treadmill. When they become angry, their rhythm increases. Now, tell me that's not amazing. Just when they're getting angry. Yeah. Because why? And remember, it ties into blood flow. Their blood pressure raises. Yeah. So therefore, when their blood pressure raises, what happens? I told you earlier, valves begin to open up mm -hmm. and the rhythm increases. Right. And then it just bases it off how the person will begin to react based off the rhythm. Right. So it's pretty amazing to know this, that when we speed up a song, sometimes the song can go too fast. First thing a, a lead singer will say is, hey, slow it down based right. off all the rhythm. Right. So it's it's a pretty picture that God says everything is based off the rhythm Man. and it ties into the to timing. Yeah. You said it earlier. Yeah. And I want to read a verse that says my times are in your hands. Rescue me from the hand of my enemies and from those who pursue and persecute me. Uh, Psalms 31, 15. At the right time. Uh, I've heard many people preach that God is not a God of timing. If you look all over the Bible, oh, he's, he's, a, he's a God of timing, right? Right. There's too many instances where God shows uh, where he's there at a certain time or why he Jesus waits till a certain moment. Yeah. Uh, he, the timing of the building of the, the earth, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a seven-day period. That's time. Right. But when he goes back to the rhythm, he tells us that it's on my timing. So therefore, what do we have to do to uh, decrease a rhythm that's beating uh -huh. too fast, right? Right. Man, we got to find objectives of uh, prayer. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. disagreeing with Pastor, but we do have a voice. But we want to do our, what we want to do is we want to raise our voice to the heaven. Like we want to raise our voice so that way God can give us clarity and wisdom on what to say before we use the rhythm of our heart increasing anger. Yes, right. It comes out the wrong way, right? Because mm -hmm. we've all been angry before, right? I've spewed out the mouth, not because of what God's told me to say, but because of what Pastor J.O.'s wanted to say. <laughs> and it was because the rhythm was increased, right. caused me to have anger issues. Right. And then I blurted out the mouth. But I do have a voice like pastor said right but god has given me the wisdom to choose the right things because uh, there's a saying you put your foot in your mouth didn't you yeah we all know what that means right hey <laughs> you saying that here's something that i think people really need to look at is that we have as kingdom people we have this ability to do exactly what you're saying to stop, go to God, be able to get in tune with what is the right thing to say, and then release that. See, the problem with people is, is that everybody rightfully has their own perspective and their own out view, outlook on things. And so we're all driven by that, in that. And the problem with that is, is that if we don't get a higher understanding, a greater outlook, a greater knowledge, a full picture of that we would be able to have clarity and understanding on what it is that we need to address. Because in our singular thinking, our tunnel vision, if you will, our, our singular perspective versus many perspectives, because God is able to actually take all and speak to all with just a few words and use us to do it. Man, that's awesome what you're saying. Yeah. We have to pray and take action. Correct. I mean, we have to pray for God to give us wisdom, God to give us insight. We have to pray so we know what demonic spirits and powers that are raging war against us. Right. We have to pray to know what oppression and and those that feel insignificant, how, how to address them. But when we take action, yeah, we're taking action by 
by saying what God has said to us, but we also take action by standing up in our communities. We we take action by not being silent and not just acting like things are just going to go right, away. If you right. don't do anything, it just goes away. Many people in the church don't like things that go on in their community, right. but they don't do anything about it. Yeah. What good is it for us to do if we just pray, but then we never take action? If we just talk, you are going to be like those parents who their kids are acting up and they act up and they act up and they act up and they're just like, be quiet, be quiet. And the kids keep acting up. And then when they finally do say something to them, they do what he said. They put their foot in your mouth because they're just now just saying everything. They're spewing all over everything. So we need to pray so that we know what God is speaking to us, that we have clarity. Like you said, you said something last week about before a boxer fights, he is putting on headphones Mm -hmm. so that he is listening to the rhythm of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then you said that it is like somehow proven or it's a fact that, uh, that when he begins to fight, that he's fighting to the rhythm that was in his in his yeah, ears that was music, playing. Yeah. It now has become the rhythm of this. Pastor Jay was talking about how your heart beats. Well, you know that your blood pressure goes up just as much from being uh, uh, angry. It goes, your blood pressure also goes up from excitement. Yeah. Anything that is breaking the rhythm, whether it's joy or whether it's sadness, it's going to cause your, your blood pressure to be affected by. It's going to cause your body to feel the effects of it. Yeah. And so that's the that is the idea that we have to find that place. How how do we break the rhythm? And at the same time, do we stay at rest? At rest. Yeah. So as I'm able to pray, I'm able to stand up in my community, I'm able to be a voice for change and a voice for God yeah. that's going to make a difference. And yet at the same time, I'm I'm at rest. I'm at rest. Let me ask you a question, because you have a very unique perspective uh, to speak on on this issue going on right now. You are a pastor over a church that is very diverse. What would have been funny if I would have started this show off with, I'm here with a black guy, me, a Mexican guy and a white guy. (laughs) People would be like, what? But, you know, that's what it is. We're all very diverse and come from different cultures. The problem is we need to get away from race. Yeah, that that is that is something that was created in a, in a negative light. And we need to get away from that. You come from a different culture as a uh, Hispanic or, or Mexican. I come from a different culture as uh, a black American. And you come from a different culture as a Caucasian American, you know, so we all have something different. But you have a very unique perspective because you have a church that is so well diversified. I look around sometimes being a part of this church and it's so beautiful to see, oh, man, people from all different walks of life, black, white, Mexican, German I've seen English people come through here, African people come through here, you name it, people from all over the world. And not only that, but different classes of people. So rich, poor, uh, in the middle, unknown, you know. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) You know, so, so my question to you is, you know, people are looking to make this about one specific thing, uh, about race, a race, uh, racial divide. Uh, but you also can't ignore all of the other things going on right now. You know, the shortage of food, the uh, disease going on, or, or COVID-19, the craziness going on in politics. What would you say to people who are stuck in a mindset of this is all about this and missing out on the big picture? Well, um, I'll say this. Pastor Jail is talking about how Moses in, in, in the book of Exodus, how he murdered an Egyptian who he saw beating on a Hebrew slave. Yeah. So we know through the Bible that the Hebrews were enslaved for 400 years. They were slaves for 400 years. And the crazy thing about that is that the slavery had became more of a, of a mental aspect than a physical aspect because uh, they actually said in Exodus chapter one, that the King, there arose a new King in, in Egypt who knew not Joseph, meaning that he had not come hearing about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, he did not come up hearing about the patriarchs. 
he's now not heard of anybody. And he said, We've at, we have to do something about this because they outnumber us. And if they ever realize that they are stronger than us, mm. then they'll turn on us and, and we'll end up being the slaves instead of them. It absolutely, they were kept in bondage based on a mental aspect, right. not based on they were weaker, they were, they were less fortunate. They, they allowed themselves to be taken mentally into bondage. Right. And so if we look at the condition of our world right now, uh, I just talked to someone who works with the city today and she said, the, the crazy thing is, is that ever since all of this things with the riots and the protests have started, that it's as if Corona COVID has totally disappeared. It's not on the news. People there's a lot of jokes about it. Yeah, it's like it's totally gone. It just left. You know, I was in Africa preaching. I was preaching all over Nigeria. You know, having a great time. And then all of a sudden, I turn on the TV, and they're like, another case of the Corona is here, and. The next thing you know, the, I woke up on a Friday and was like, man, I really feel like I need to go home. And they're turning on the news. And the news is saying the president is thinking about shutting down America. And they were already shut down Europe. If you traveled into Europe, you couldn't come out of Europe. Yeah. And I had a plane ticket that was going to put me in Germany. And I wasn't going to be able to leave Europe for however long. And I was like, man, I got to get home. I got home. And the day I got home, the next day, President Trump shut down America. Wow. The day after that, President Bulshiri in Nigeria shut down Nigeria. It's like, literally, I just got out. God got me out Man. just in time. And we look at all the things that are going on, and we're saying we're looking at that. But you're right. People say it's about race. It's about all races. Yeah. Right now, it's specifically all the light is because of one race seems to be under attack. Yeah. But but that's not the condition of the entire world, right. but it is what we see. Yeah. And, you know, we have something that they haven't had before. Can you imagine when the KKK was hanging um, people or hanging black men? And can you imagine during the days of slavery? Can you imagine during the, the earlier days of the formation of Texas when the, the literally there were there were people who had either Hispanics who had white slaves because they took them hostage right. or there were white people who had Hispanic slaves. Can you imagine in those days, if there would have been cell phones, we would have seen the ugliness of everything. Man. And that's where we are right now as a nation. We're seeing the ugliness of everything, yes, it's but, being it's, exposed. but it's being, it's being highlighted above all the good. Um, here's a great scripture in Job 5, uh, chapter five, the downtrodden are saved by God. They are saved from, from the murderous plot, saved from the iron fist. And so the poor continue to hope, and injustice is bound and gagged. And wow. that's why the, it's important for us to, to tell the truth. The truth is, it's not just a race of people. Like I said, I grew up in a community where there were no black people. Right. But the Hispanic people were absolutely 100% had, uh, what is the word I'm trying to say? They... Uh, you know, they, they had racism was against them. What's the word I'm trying to say? Um, you know, they, well, they were the per they, persecuted. They were persecuted. Yeah. Right. They were the, they were the people who everybody had slang names for them and they, they treated them terrible and they would bypass uh, them to the white people first in the grocery store and, and all these things. Wow. It's like literally, Literally, all the things I grew up, uh, I was ra raised in Nocona, in Quana, grew up in Nocona. Yeah. And so um, all the stories I heard my mom and dad talk about during the civil rights living in Quana, and our church was across the tracks by the cotton gin. And the majority of our church, 90% of our church was black in, during the civil rights. So yeah. this one white family pastored a whole church of black people across the tracks. We wow. were the church across the tracks. Wow. And then hearing all those stories, because I was a little boy, then moving to another town where there are no black people. But now I can take those exact same scenarios mm -hmm. and put them in my own city because the people now are the Hispanic people. They're not black. They're Hispanic. Yeah. But it's the same scenarios. So that's how we say, you know, it's not color, 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 color. Well, how does all of that change when we as people stand up, pray? What does God say? We say what God says. We 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 love what God loves. We yes. hate what God hates. Yeah. 
but we have to be filled with his spirit and and be have a relationship with him mm -hmm. so that we're able to see things the way that he sees them. It's yeah. so like I said to you today, man, there's a lot of tomfoolery out here that has nothing to do with this situation <laughs> yeah. when we were at the protest. Yeah. I think I even said to Pastor J.O., there's like, there's people that don't even live here. That's here to look at them and not to profile them, but to look at them, they're here just maybe for the breakout. They're just here for the excitement. They're just here for something's going to set off, yeah, something's yeah. going to set off. And every time somebody would say something like, we're not taking it, the whole place was catching on like, wah, you know, it's like everybody's ready for it to set <laughs> yeah, off, to set off. Crazy. You know, again, it goes back to that's what happens when you are flowing by the natural. It's about color. It's about how I feel. Right. How your blood's pumping mm -hmm. versus where's that place of rest? Yeah. Uh, One of the things about providing pastoral care is not only am I uh, providing pastoral care for different race or different uh, ethnicity, it's also uh, different religions hmm. uh, across the board. Okay. You yeah. know, Hindus and, and Wicca and Protestant and Catholic. And being able as a pastor who has his own beliefs within mm -hmm. his church, but then have to provide pastoral care with an open setting, regardless oh, wow. of what the religion or the race wow. is. In the beginning of my ministry is providing pastoral care. Uh, it was very challenging because you guess, wanted yeah. to you wanted to stick with what you believe. Yeah. But then finding out how powerful uh, providing pastoral care as a caregiver is and how many people you can reach when you don't press your belief, right? right? Yeah. When you just listen, mm. just taking the time to listen. When he talks about people wanting, needing to stand up and be heard, mm -hmm. you don't know how impactful it is to listen and to hear those right. people. Yeah. You know, it could cause the violence to go down just when they know they're being heard. Yes. So taking the time to be a caregiver and listen to the care seeker, that's what they're called, care seekers, mm. those that are seeking to, wow. to receive care, wow, you man. realize that taking the time to uh, what we call identifying reactions, when you're listening to somebody and you're truly listening to them as a caregiver, you're identifying their reaction, yeah. meaning you're so in tune with them, you see every part of the body language that they're showing. So if they're telling you that you're watching me right now. <laughs> if they're telling you that they're happy, but the identifying reactions are showing something different, right. then you know what you're dealing with. Yeah. You're dealing with somebody that's not telling the truth, right? Yeah. But being a caregiver, uh, it was amazing because I was actually a, a, a chaplain before I was a pastor. Mm -hmm. And it really gave me a totally different perspective on really preaching God's word from a perspective of not pressing it on people, but just preaching God's word because I know it'll have an impact and be embedded regardless. Right. Wow. You know, not making people, not forcing people to believe like me, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah. And that's what the whole world is, is people want you to tie in to what they believe, even if it has mm -hmm. nothing to do with religion. And if it's against what they believe, like this race thing, then uh, social media is flooded, right? right yeah. With all negativity because yeah. you disagree. I was going to say earlier, you have no reason to complain about the president if you don't take the time to vote, Yeah, right? <laughs> and that's how it is with this life. You complain about a lot of things. Uh, the rhythm changes within you about a lot of things that you don't even have uh, no business being in. You just yeah. make yourself a part of that. It increases. But uh, care seekers are always doing their best to be heard, Yeah, to be heard. So if we can take the time as leaders uh, to actually uh, be good caregivers and actually listen. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, yeah. we could do some amazing things. That's yeah, one thing that Jesus really did is he listened a lot. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's good. I said to my wife, uh, because uh, at the protest, someone made the statement that, you know, we have to go vote. If you don't like the way things are, go vote. Vote. And they said, who? Who here voted for the mayor? And there's only like three people out of the whole oh, place man. that even raised oh. their hand. Who here voted in the presidential election? There was hardly nobody even raised their hands. You know, like I'm talking about maybe 5%, 10% of the whole crowd. And then somebody said out loud, said, they make it hard for us to vote. And How? I said to my wife in our own community here in Wichita Falls, if you, you guys know, on any given day, I mean, who's ever listened to this podcast from another state or even another city, they may not know. But if you live in Wichita Falls, you know, on any given day, Lawrence Road Walmart is like packed to the hill. It yeah. looks like Christmas shopping on right. any given day. If you can drive 
down Lawrence to go to Lawrence Road Walmart. You can stop at Home Depot and vote right before you go to Lawrence Road Walmart. It's that simple. It's that simple. And so it's like, you know, we, again, I heard that by listening, you know, and I was like, man, our conception, people's conceptions of things is always about everyone's against me. Everyone's against me. And really, sometimes you're against yourself. Yeah. Could it be you're wanting to do one thing, but you're, you know, people want to be uh, athletes, but their hearts won't let them. Mm. Uh, every year, with my, you actually coach sports uh, when you when your kids were younger. Every year, when my kids played uh, either top of Texas uh, midget uh, pee wee football, every year some kid that wanted to play couldn't play because of a heart murmur or something. He wanted to be an athlete. Yeah. But he couldn't because his heart was beating out the wow. out of rhythm. Wow. Same thing. There are people who want change, but mm-hmm. their heart is beating. God. Man, this is that's powerful Ooh, right there. Man. Their heart is beating to what they want is one thing, but what their heart is doing is another thing. And wow. so they're not able to accomplish that because really it's not, I can't get it. It's my heart is wrong. Wow. Jesus said, out of your heart flow the issues of life. How your heart, uh, you look at men on the outward appearance, God mm-hmm. said, but I look upon the heart to same them, yeah. but I look upon the heart. So that is, that is really where, where the change that we see is going to have to come. Wow. The change is going to have to come. You can go back there to children's church, any given Sunday and those little children, especially in that, uh, two, three, four and five mm, age class, two, three, four and five, they're hugging, holding hands. Yeah. Boys walking in the back, holding hands, yes. take a bite of their graham crackers, sticking it over there to the other person. Yes. They don't know about what color they are. Exactly. They don't know about what side of town somebody lives on. Mm-hmm. It is it is as innocent as innocence can be. Wow. And that that's because their hearts are right. Their right. hearts haven't been wow. tainted. Their hearts are right. And maybe that's what Jesus was saying when you come to me, you have to have childlike yes. faith. Maybe that's what he's really Man. saying. That, your know, heart uh, has to be right. I know that the one of the high or one of the biggest symptoms of heart disease is an ir- irregular heartbeat. Wow! And if you have an, an ir- uh, irregular heartbeat, it causes a shortness of breath. Mm, yeah, just from an irregular heartbeat, you know. And then there's people who, if they have an irregular heartbeat that is really, uh, I guess you could say, uh, really bad, then they take risk of it stopping at any moment, like just because of the irregular heartbeat, which affects the rhythm. To the point where they have to go have surgery and actually have a pacemaker yeah. put in to keep the yeah. rhythm. Yeah. Isn't that sad? To yeah. keep the rhythm all because that one that one main important piece. Mm-hmm. You can live without a kidney. Isn't you know? amazing? Yeah. You can live without well, a lung. Yeah, right. Yeah. You can live without a colon. You can live but without a colon. you can have a, a colostomy bag, so you can live without yeah. a colon. But you cannot live, live without, without a heart. Yeah. Because the rhythm is, 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 is very important. So, man... <laughs> Wow, we are breaking the rhythm today. We are breaking the rhythm in a powerful, powerful way. So we're going to switch gears real quick. Um, Normally, we would go to commercial, but we're going to skip the commercial. This is so good. Man, I want to get right into laughter. Man, laughter is a good medicine, the Bible says. And, you know, (laughs) listen, it is, I hate to say it, but it's kind of difficult to find humor in the news today. It's, It's becoming more and more difficult. We've had some, you know, some great things happen in the news, you know, a while back, like the guy who was selling tickets to heaven. That was hilarious, you know. Yeah. Really wish they would bring that guy back because I <laughs> enjoy his company right now. If he could just go to some of these protests, man, and pass out some tickets, you know, I mean, I would get a kick out of it. Maybe he would lighten the mood of some of these people and put some smiles on their face. They're not going to get there with the ticket, but I want one. Listen, if anybody knows where I can find this guy, I am still in search of a ticket to heaven. I want to put it on my wall. I just want, I want to have that ticket to heaven. You know what I'm saying? How funny. Listen, I want to share something with you. This is a crazy thing that happened in the news here recently. Uh, so, <laughs> so a Florida woman hears a loud knocking at their door and like, like there's cops or something that horrible timing, but like there's cops, or there's, like there's cops or something, like there's cops or something at the door, and you know she goes to the door and looks, opens the door and looks, and there are two alligators 
right outside our door fighting. Two, what would you do if two out? <laughs> you go to your front door and you open the door. Listen, if I go to my front door and open the door from a loud thumping knock, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to jail today because I didn't do nothing. And I open the door, and it's two alligators fighting. Listen, I'm going to shut the door. <laughs> and then when I come to my right state of mind, I'm going to grab my rifle, and I'm going to have some food. I'm just saying I might watch yeah. them fight for a little while. This lady, listen, this is this is our culture in today's society. This lady grabs her phone, and she goes live. And she's like, oh, I'm getting this. Wow. <laughs> Look, honey, they're fighting. And I'm just, I watched the video and I thought, man, this is hilarious. This lady is filming two alligators at her front door fighting with each other. And they were going to town. And I thought, wow, the world is trending. Yeah. <laughs> two alligators fighting. People are, <laughs> listen, it's, <just laughs> it's a mess out here, man. It is a total, total mess. Listen, what would you do? If two alligators showed up at your door fighting. First off, they showed up in Wichita Falls, we'd be in bad shape. Yeah, because you know something'd be wrong yeah, then. Some, somebody has let something loose. So um <laughs> I probably would first of all, might have got eight because I probably would have passed out if I'd saw two <laughs> So just saying. Oh man, passed out. Two things would have happened. One uh, the rhythm of my heart would have stopped. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or the rhythm of my heart would have increased. Man, exactly. Yeah. How funny. And, you know, oh, man, the stories that are going on right now is just, it just, there seems to be no limit to what you might hear. You know, I used to think, man, I've seen it all now, but that doesn't really actually take effect anymore. Now, another thing that happened, I think this happened like on May 5th or something like that. A trooper, state trooper pulls over. I don't remember where this happened at, but a state trooper pulls over a vehicle that looks suspect. You know, they're swerving and everything. And I'm just kind of paraphrasing how this whole thing went in the news. And <laughs> I watched this video too. It was absolutely amazing to watch. Trooper pulls the car over. It's an SUV. He pulls the car over. A big SUV, by the way. It's okay. a big, full-size SUV. Pulls the car over. The car pulls over to the left side, not the right side, which was suspect altogether. He goes to the car, and you can hear, you can see him, but you can hear the audio of what the conversation is. And he's talking to a five-year-old who's driving. Wow. <laughs> Listen, I know this is supposed to be... My ideal of humor right now is totally different from what it normally would be, but it's like, man, it's so outrageous right now, the things that are going on in the world. This is hilarious, though, because this five-year-old is driving this SUV, and he asked him, where'd you learn how to drive? The questions. The, could you imagine the questions you have to ask a five-year-old who's driving a full-size SUV? Like, first of all, how are you driving? How are you five years old? You, I got to give it to the kid. He's pretty smart. He's pretty smart, you know. But the most amazing thing is the fact that he asked the kid where he's going. And he said, the kid says, I was mad at my mom and left because she wouldn't buy me a Lamborghini. He's five. Kid is five years old. I wish I could make this up. I wish I could make this up, but there was video to back it up. And I, I had to watch it a couple of times and I'm just like, wow, this is insane. A five-year-old somehow driving an SUV. Mind-blowing. My, I, I don't necessarily believe this story. You know, it seems kind of outrageous. Like maybe it was edited or whatever to get. I don't know, but it just seemed pretty, pretty outrageous. Five-year-old driving a full-size SUV and was mad at his mom because she would not buy him a Lamborghini. So he took the car. Dad, he, you know, you can you imagine you take your kids for a drive, practicing with them in your, or them in your lap. And from that, they've learned how to drive. And now they know how to take your keys, press a button, and start the car and take off. It's like, wow. One time, one time when I uh, lived in Ardmore, Oklahoma, I uh, worked at this tire shop right across the street was a dairy mart, kind of like a little dairy queen. And one day at work, we're all sitting outside uh, talking, wasn't busy. 
And all of a sudden, this car comes speeding down the road across the street. And everybody's hollering, it's going to run into the Dairy Mart. And all of a sudden, it hit a parking block, and it launched it in the air, and it, it landed on the ground. So I got just a couple of uh, couple of questions I want to ask uh, ask each of you. Okay. Pastor J.O., Pastor Jonathan, of course, we call you Pastor J.O. Uh, my question to you is, you know, what do you think about the vibe and the movement of this generation and what, what's going on in the world today? I'm a guy who really likes to strive off of research and statistics because I don't want to give my opinion and it not be right. Right. Uh, so first, I'm going to use um, uh, my profession and the uh, troubled adolescence that I have to deal with on a daily basis. And when you read their past history, majority of all troubled teens were raised in a certain unhealthy lifestyle. Either they had one parent or the other, or didn't have no parents at all. Right. Raised by a grandparent or so. Right. Which, uh, I don't mean to knock grandparents, but typically grandparents are unable to control uh, teens nowadays. Right. They just don't understand them. But then, so that's being a, what we would call a loose parent. Yeah. Meaning there's no structure for the kid. The kid doesn't understand structure, doesn't understand um, nurturing, doesn't understand the benefits that both a mother and a father can provide, right? Right. Then this is the crazy part. But there's also what you call a helicopter parent. Huh. And this is a parent who is obsessive and overprotective, mm. too overprotective. Wow. What does that do to a child when a child turns a certain age yeah. when they're unable to do nothing at all? Yeah. What it does, it's, it's, it's almost like a prisoner wanting to break out of prison. Wow. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm. And then when the child breaks out of, or when an adult breaks out of prison, what does he do? He tries to do everything he can possibly before he gets caught again, right? Yeah. So it's like you almost have to find a medium, correct? You have to find a medium. Yeah. Right. You right. have a loose parent, really, really loose parent, and then you have a parent who is a helicopter parent who is very obsessive, overprotective, and there has to be a medium. Where do you find the medium? Uh, I find it in spiritual care, really do. We find that troubled teens really just want somebody to listen to them. Right. That's it. And nowadays, uh, there is a uh, what we call a, a replacement, which is video games, hmm. right? Uh, YouTube, which is social media aspects. Uh -huh. uh, we see TikTok is really, really huge now. Yeah. There are different avenues that kids are taking because nobody seems to want to listen. Now, this is not referring to all, but it, there was a study that said over 20,000 millennial parents, yeah. which is my age group, mm -hmm. have missed the mark. Wow. Uh, because we want to be what they call yes parents. Wow. We want to be able to say yes to everything because we'd rather our child be happy with us mm -hmm. than be upset with us because <clears throat> uh, they didn't like no uh, yeah. and whatever the case was. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Man. So I think that's uh, I think that has a little bit to stem with uh, the problem for sure. Wow. That was that was uh that was that was that was some really good stuff. Um, that actually made me look at my own self as a parent. I might be the old protective one. Y'all pray for me. But you, <laughs> uh, the other question I have for you, what do you think the rhythm or mindset is in the kingdom right now? That's for me again? Yeah. Oh, can you repeat it? I thought what I do you switch your yeah. <laughs> That's all right. I said, what do you think the rhythm or the mindset is in the kingdom right now? In the kingdom. Uh, when you refer to the kingdom, are you referring to the kingdom as far as the heavenlies, or are you referring to us as a body? In the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God. I, I want, if I could compare it to a rhythm, I would say at times it's probably an irregular heart, inconsistent. Churches seeming to be more of a church that, and this is not all, this is majority, right? who try to provide a service or try to provide a culture that pleases the people instead of pleasing God. Uh, so there's no there's no consistency. Uh, just like Pastor and I were talking, it's like you don't hear anybody reverting back to truth. It's more of like tickling the ear, soothing yeah. the ear. Right. Uh, so therefore, um, of course, there's nothing wrong with making a church look nice. Don't get me wrong. There's right. nothing wrong with providing the best from, I guess you could say, uh, a, even a materialistic side of things. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Right. Having a nice stage or having nice lights, having a nice, there's nothing wrong with that. But when you really can't tell the difference between a church setting and a club setting, yeah. right. there's a big difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that there's an irregular heartbeat. <clears throat> and what did I tell you the danger zone of having 
having an irregular heartbeat or you take a risk of it completely stopping. Yeah. Right? A regular heartbeat will keep a man alive. Yeah. But there's times where their breath will shorten because mm-hmm. of the inconsistency, right? Yeah. So if you are imbalanced and you're living in an inconsistent kingdom minded setting, mm-hmm. there's a chance where what will happen is what we see now is lots of churches shutting down. Yeah. Wow. Lots of pastors committing suicide. Right. Wow. Lots of pastors throwing in the towel with ministry. Mm-hmm. Uh, even, and I can't say no names, of course, but I told pastors not too long ago, a, a man who said that God told him he was to open a church in this city, that God told him yeah. that, only to shut it down a year later wow. because he felt he had no support. You know, so wow. I, if I could compare it to a rhythm, it would be an irregular heartbeat rhythm. Mm-hmm. Now, for those that are tuned in with the kingdom and those that are pressing and wanting revival to come to our, I can't speak on their behalf. I can only speak on what I feel the majority will. Uh, but then again, if you believe in the Bible, the Bible says that in the troubled times, in the end times, there will pe- be people who fall away. Yeah. There yeah. will be people who will be lovers of themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There will be people who will turn against their own brother. You know, so if you believe the word, this is stuff that has come to pass. So right. I, if I compared it to a rhythm, I'd have to say a regular heart. Wow. Wow. Man, good stuff here. Pastor Mark, how, how do people break that rhythm? Well, first of all, we have to have an awakening. We have to have, we have, to have a come to Jesus meeting for that. If we're talking about breaking that rhythm in the kingdom, we have to have a come to Jesus meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if you're talking about when you relate to your children, you get their attention, you, you know, you spank them, you ground them, you sit them down, give them that talking to Mm -hmm. my wife had my kids. Uh, one day I came home from the church and she had them all stand in the kitchen. Now, when I walked in, I was like, what's going on? But I didn't say anything. I'm wondering it. And when I get in there, here's mama bear talking to the kids and all of them look like they're about to cry. And I'm just like, what's going on? So I don't say anything. I just go sit in the living room and listen. And then I heard, you know, all these things me and your daddy do for you. And you could do this and you could do this. And, wow. you know, by the time she was finished talking to them, you would have thought they all had lined up to get a paddling on each one of them. They were crying, Mom, sorry. And they went right to work and did whatever it is they were doing. But if we're talking about the kingdom, it's still the same way. It was something that got their attention. In the kingdom, it's the same way. We have to have something to get our attention. This Holy Spirit has to quicken us. We need the presence of God to fill us and to revive us. We've we've been saying that after through this corona, uh, even before the, when the corona first started, there was being prophesied over and over and over again and just witnesses of people in their spirit that God is going to cause great revival to come. After all this goes on, God is going to cause great revival to come. So we shouldn't be surprised that riots mm-hmm. are breaking out. We shouldn't be right. surprised that division, diversion, and and um, racism is like ramping up at an all-time high. Right. Where sin abounds, grace much right. more abounds. Right. Right. So we should be, on the other hand, excited that God is shaking and he's awakening people yes. and people are coming alive to it. And that, that's what has to happen. For the rhythm to break, something has to happen. Your heart is in a regular rhythm till you get excited, you get angry. Some emotion causes your heart to change. Yes. Well, we don't want an emotion to cause us to change. We want the presence of God yes. to be the thing that breaks the rhythm. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that the Bible says whatever a man thinketh in yeah. his heart, so, so is he. Is he. So is he. Wow. Man, powerful stuff. The other question I have for you, uh, and you kind of already answered this, but I, I want to ask it anyway. What is the message we should be sending out to people right now? I'm I'm going to say personally for myself is time to, to preach the gospel, mm. the good news, like never before. Right. That we live in a generation, and I've been saying this over and over here in our church, we live in a generation that is Christless, bloodless, and Christless, Christless, bloodless, and crossless. Mm-hmm. And, the, and we have to share the gospel. The message of the gospel mm-hmm. is that this man named, that you first were so bound by sin, there was no hope for you. Right. But this man named Jesus, mm-hmm. God sent his son. This man named Jesus gave his only life. God sent his only son. The son gave his life. And he not only died and his blood was shed for the remission of our sins, but that he was raised from the dead on the third day. The only the only religion in the entire world where the person that we serve, person that we worship.
worship has actually raised from the dead. And that is the message of the gospel is the good news that yes. Jesus has done something for us we couldn't do for ourselves, that he is alive. And so for me, I feel it is to share this message of the gospel, to preach the gospel. How will they hear unless they have a preacher? How will they hear unless they have a preacher? Yes. The world's needing to hear something different, not a motivational speech, not a self-help program, mm -hmm. not a you can be better. Make the best you you can be. Mm -hmm. Just do you. You do you and you'll be okay. You're in the shape you're in because you've been doing you. Right. Well, how about let God redo you over again, yeah. make you over again? The Jeremiah said he went down to the to the to the potter's house, and the potter was down there making clay, and he was forming and fashioning this beautiful pot for the master's use. Isn't that what we want God to do with our yes. lives? To form us for the master's use, to make us something. Our lives have been something ugly. It's just a hunk of clay. But on the potter's wheel, with the master's hands, mm -hmm. he crafts us into what he wants us to make us to be in, in his plan for our life. Man, that is powerful stuff. Listen, people, America, we're breaking the rhythm today. Yeah. We are we are breaking the rhythm today. If you if you have tuned into this message, man, God bless you. I, I know that I know that I know that it is it has been good, 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 good for you, like it has been for me. Praise God. Praise God. I'm just so thankful for y'all to be a part of this show with me. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, Pastor J.O., thank you, Pastor Mark. I appreciate your time. Amen. Uh, I look here. forward to having you guys back again so we can, man, we can share some more. I know there's going to be more. I'm very excited about it. Listen, if you do not know God, today. If you've never given your life to God, if you've never accepted Jesus, if you've never taken that step, if if today is the day that you found yourself more than curious and, and have this great desire to know and understand and to get outside the rhythm of the world and to journey into the rhythm of the kingdom that you could be set free from all the hate, all the anger, all the division, all the troubles of the world and have clarity and understanding of what what it is that God has for yeah. you. Now is that time. Now is that time. You don't have to be right here with me, but physically, but you're here with me by the condition of your heart, by, by, the, by the circumstance of your heart, by the feel of your heart that you're tired. You're tired. I've been there. You're tired. You're tired of the way things are. You're tired of, of living in the world uh, among people that are just filled with hate and anger and division. It's not you. Today is that day. And it is as easy as this, that by the confession of your mouth and, and by the condition of your heart that right. you desire to be set free, that you would confess and say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as a Lord over my life. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my wrongdoing. Open my eyes. Give me sight to see the world as you see it, to see me as you see it. Help me. Set me free. Today is that day. Accept him now. Pray that prayer that God will come into your life and set you free. Break the rhythm, the rhythm of the world, and introduce you to the rhythm of his kingdom, that you would have freedom, that you would have the promises the same promises as we have today, oh man, and they are good. The God quality of life, the yeah. good life, oh man, the Zoe life. We're living it right now. How can we be at peace? How can we have joy and laughter in a time of turmoil? It's God. It's God. It's God working on the inside of us. So I encourage you today, man, now is your time. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. And last but not least, let me tell you, always, always add value. God bless you. Very, very important message before we end this radio broadcast. Listen, we have probably the most important thing that's going to happen all year in Wichita Falls area. That's right. I said it. I'm telling you, you do not want to miss this. Come be a part of Revival with us here at 1801 Airport Road, Overcoming Word Praise Center International. 
This is going to be life changing. We are about to experience a mighty move of God like you have never seen before. Doesn't matter what church you go to, it doesn't matter where, what city you're from, it does not matter. Listen, you can go back to your own church after you experience God. I'm telling you, come step out on faith with us. Come be a part of this. This is going to be a powerful, powerful move of God for the people to be. Man, it's time. It's time for us to get filled up and go out and bring in the harvest. It's time. It's time. So come experience revival with us at 1801 Airport Road. I'm telling you, epic is not even a word that could convey what's about to happen. Come be a part of this with us. July 29th through August the 2nd. Come experience God.